Welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Today's guest does it all. She's a single mom. She is a sepsis awareness advocate. She is a founder and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. She's a celebrity makeup artist and does so much more. She talks about grief and her experience losing her past husband and one of her children. She is a mother of five and does so many amazing things in her life to make everything balanced and beautiful and healthy. So I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. It is so full of life and you can tell Christina is a trooper and such a strong woman. I'm so excited about this, so stay tuned. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Today I have a super special guest and I'm so happy to have her. When she reached out to me, I thought her story was so inspiring. So I think you guys will find it super inspiring as well. So welcome, Christina. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So before we get into it, can you let us know what is one thing that defines your lifestyle? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I'm all about love and giving love and um, inspiring love and, and my work. I love my work. I love my, I'm very passionate. And I would say that love defines who I am as a person. Um, I take so much pleasure in, in the things that I do with my work um, and, and how I live my life and, and my, like how I exercise, how I take care of myself. I, I just feel like coming from a place of love is always, so I think that's what defines me. I love that. And I totally can relate because I love what I do. And even though it might make us exhausted and like, we're so passionate about it. I, I can agree with that as well, because I feel like loving yourself is all about loving what you do and it all connects. So I love that. Can you give us your introduction and background for people who may not know you? So my name is Christina Flack. I am the creator and CEO of Pretty Girl Makeup. I am a celebrity makeup artist. I am the mother of five. I uh, was married to Ken Flack, who was a professional tennis player. Um, he was number one in the world and had won uh, Wimbledon's and, and gold medal. And um, he sadly passed away three and a half years ago from sepsis. So I have now also become a sepsis awareness advocate. I have learned, well, I have become um, a speaker about grieving in a positive way. And so, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's a lot. I want to break all of that down because I think it's such an interesting story, like I said. So can we start with your family? You said five kids. So my kids, um, Lania is my oldest. She is 28 and she's a fashion designer. She has a company called Ruja. She studied in London at Central St. Martin's and got her degree in couture. And she's created her own line, which is really exciting. My daughter, Rose, is 26. Uh, She graduated from NYU with a, from Tish. She is a screenwriter and she has a degree in business. And she lives in LA and writes scripts for, she does TV and film. Uh, My son, Nikolai, is going to be 21 this month and he is in college and he is studying engineering and is aspiring to be a golfer. Wow. And my youngest, Ben, is 15 and he is a freshman in high school and he is one of the top 10 golfers in California. 
He also uh, had a twin named Bo who passed away and Ben um, actually three days ago played in a celebrity golf tournament and raised $35,000 for his wow. twin uh, educational fund and his daddy Ken that uh, passed away. They, their educational funds at the Northern Lights School in Oakland. So that's all my ducklings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, they're all incredible. You must be so proud of them. That's so I cool. am. They are. And they're just nice, good people. So yeah. that's what I'm most proud of. Totally. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. And I love how they're into sports. And then the girls are very into fashion and screenplay. I think that's a great combination. Yes. <laughs> I do too. It is. It's fantastic, I think. And yeah. they're happy. And that's the most important thing. As a mother, I really just want my children to be happy in their lives, you know, whether it in their professional life and obviously in their private life. I just think if you have a balance of things that you love to do, um, you're going to have a happy life. Yeah, for sure. That is amazing. And um, can you tell us about being a single mom now and a widow, if you don't mind getting into that? Of course. Um, so, you know, luckily I'm very blessed that my kid's biological father is still alive. And so um, it's definitely harder. It was much easier having the two dads, <laughs> but sadly Ken is no longer here, but um, it's, it's hard, you know, because you, you know, the kids, you know, go with their dad and they're not with me. So even though we, he and I have a really great relationship, you know, it's still hard during the holidays when they're with their dad or, you know, so we try to keep things in a nice way, but uh, my kids are all grown now. So I don't really have, you know, the little one I have, like I share him with his dad and, uh, and the others are, you know, all kind of grown up and they're raised as they like to tell me we're raised mom, let us live our life, go live your own. Oh my gosh, that honestly though, I'm that way with my parents. And I know to some parents and families that might be strange, but I was an adult out of the womb. So I can totally relate to like, <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna be like my own person. Like, I, but I'm so blessed. I can't complain. My parents were a hundred percent supportive of whatever I did. And I had a great upbringing. I was adopted. So I can, I can get that because I'm like, okay, I'm going to live with my life now. I'm all grown up. Like this is my time. So I get it. The funny thing is, and I'm sure your parents will attest to this as well, that, you know, just cause y'all think that you're raised and you're, you know, <laughs> on with your lives. I kind of don't turn off the mommy button and I don't just yeah. go, Oh, okay. See ya. I still call my kids. I text them every day. They respond sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not, but you know, it's, it's hard to turn off that, that mommy button. You just don't really turn it off. I mean, you tone it down. Obviously my kids would be going, <laughs> my kids heard this. They'd be like, you've toned nothing down. Okay. <laughs> There's that's nothing toned, but um, yeah. That's so funny. Cause that's like my mom too. And I'm not a mom yet, but I'm sure I'll be the same way once I'm a mom. That's so yes. great. You'll be surprised how much more that you see yourself in your, in you, what you see in your mom, like what you see of your mom, you're going to be seeing in yourself. You'll be shocked. You know, it's crazy. I growing up was like, I, my mom and I butt heads. Cause I realized we were so similar. We were very type a, and just like, we liked what we liked. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so much like my dad. But then when I went off to college and grew up a little bit, I was like, oh my gosh, I have turned into my mother <laughs> and I don't even have kids yet. And I'm like, oh no, what did I do? But it's funny. Cause my little sister's a lot more like my dad, more laid back, a little bit more chill, go with the flow. I'm just not like that. <laughs> so yeah. Funny. It's funny because my kids have told me that my second daughter, Rose, 
is so much like me, but she would never agree to like my other kids go, Oh my God, Rose is so you. <laughs> but if you would say that to her, she'd be like, Oh my God, I'm nothing like you. <laughs> and she is the most like me. That's the greatest. Honestly, maybe she'll see it one day. <laughs> That'll be she'll see it one day or yeah. she'll at least acknowledge it. it's fine. I don't care. It's just kind of funny. It's yeah, funny that the other that in her but she doesn't so yeah yeah for sure and you have such a positive attitude and I just love your energy even though we literally just met but I think having a positive mindset throughout those horrific scary times of grief like how did you get through that yes um it's you know happiness I feel is a choice um and I also feel like you know, I try to be grateful, even though there's oftentimes that I'm so sad and I cry and I miss my husband all the time. And I miss my son all the time. That doesn't really go away. You just kind of learn to manage it. Mm -hmm. But I also feel I'm not really honoring them either by being miserable and in a bad mood and not being productive and, and honoring them. So what I try to do by honoring them is, you know, I've started two educational uh, funds at a school in Oakland, California called the Northern Light School. I, with my friend Lisa Zimmer, we started, we, there was a garden at the Edna McGuire School that was named after my son, Bo. Mm. So education and nutrition are incredibly important to me. And so I feel that honoring my, you know, husband and my son in those ways, I feel is like, it brings me joy to help other people. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love my work. I have an amazing life. I have amazing children and family and friends. So I really try to focus on what I have in my life and not what I don't have, if that mm. makes sense. That's a really good perspective to have because I'm staring at it right now. I have a grateful journal and every morning I write what I'm grateful for and I realize it's gotten me out of the toughest times. Um, I mean, we all go through stuff, but when you are grateful for even the littlest things like the sunshine or the birds in the sky, it really like when you're grateful for things around you, the little things, it's hard to stay in that mindset of negativity, I feel like. So Absolutely. I think that's a really, really important thing to share with people because kind of on the topic of grief, I was just in Chicago for a business trip and we met this couple at a bar and they were this normal, like happy-go-lucky couple, but we learned that her the wife had terminal cancer. She had four kids and is, has like six months to live, but you would never know because she's such a happy person. And I think that grief does really interesting things to people, but if you can come out the other side and you can continue to fight, like it's just so powerful. And it, it makes me grateful for being- I think that's right. true. And I say a lot of affirmations. Like I have a few, like um, I accept and expect miracles. So I wish that upon that nice lady, I don't know if you have her phone number, but send her, I mean, just because they say she has six months to live, my mom had six, a 1% chance to live one year and she lived 13. So oh my God. the power of love, and, yes. and your mind is so strong that if you decide like, oh, you, whatever you put your mind to, it will happen. There's a, um, I listened to this guy, his name is uh, Proctor, hmm. I forget, but his last name is Proctor, but he does these meditations. And he always says, if you can see it in your head, you can see it in your hand yeah. and you have to, and you know, the universe will help you, but you need to be clear on what you want to have happen. And if you're not clear and it's kind of murky, the universe can't help you. But if you are really clear about what you want, it will happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I believe that. 
Yeah, no, totally a hundred percent. And I, I agree. Cause I've known so many stories and different people who the doctors say you have this long to live, but they live way past that because of their positive attitude and just the love from their family members and friends. It's like, so it's true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So can you talk to us a little bit about your past husband and your experience with the disease of sepsis and kind of your awareness that you're bringing to people about that? So my husband and I were married for eight years um, and they were the best years. You know, it was a normal marriage. I'm not saying we didn't fight and have our ups and downs, but we loved each other like crazy. Um, He was my best friend. He was my everything. I loved waking. We would wake each other up in the middle of the night and talk and uh, he was scrumptious. But um, anyway, after he passed, um, you know, because of who he was, the Sepsis Alliance contacted me and asked if I'd be willing to raise awareness for sepsis because Ken nor I knew anything about it. And I thought that might be helpful for me to deal with grieving him to be at least like helping other people not have to grieve. Right. So, um, I started, you know, talking about the signs of sepsis and, um, which are, you know, you can be either it, there's a, if you go to sepsis.org website, there's a little scroll down to like midway through, and there's like a little square that says time and T is for temperature. You Mm -hmm. can be either incredibly hot or incredibly cold. I is for infection. You have some infection in some form of your body. M is for mental decline. You're kind of, it's hard for them to rouse or not, not all it's kind of clouding their mind and E is for excruciating pain. You feel like you're dying because you are, it's a, it's a blood infection that attacks your organs and it's incredibly aggressive and very fast. So if you don't get seen or treated in time, it will affect your organs. They will shut down and you will die. Like my husband did in three days. Oh my goodness. That is so sad, but the fact that you're able to tell his story um, probably on a daily basis is like so incredible and you are helping people who are listening, um, even if they don't have sepsis. So I think that's so incredible and um, yeah, no, for sure. And is it a very well-known disease? Like I'm sure there's many studies going on about it now. Like how, what do the um, fundraisers you do? How does that help towards the, the cause? Well, you know, I raise awareness so people, you know, so they know about it, but it's, it's um, a quarter of a million people die a year of sepsis. It's a lot. And, um, and it's very, you know, people, most people don't know about it, but it, you know, you can have some infection in your body and it'll attack. And so it's just so important for people to get to a doctor, get a blood test and be treated with an IV antibiotic and, and they'll survive. Sadly, my husband, you know, didn't, you know, and I, wish he did you know it's mm-hmm. it's awful life without him yeah. i miss him so much um my kids miss him his kids miss him it's 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 terrible the world lost a, an amazing soul yeah. he was really exceptional i'm sure and do some of your kids um like resemble him in a sense of like their spirit carrying oh him? yes i i <laughs> yeah they all you know you know, they had him as a dad for eight years and he was, uh, they all have a little bit of him in them, which I'm so grateful for, you know, he had so many, you know, he was a great dad to my kids and uh, an extraordinary dad to his kids. And, you know, it was such a blessing that, you know, especially my youngest, he had the most time because, you know, he was only two when we got married. I don't even think Mm -hmm. he was two. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
that was his daddy. And, you know, he and my, and my kid's dad were super close. They all golfed together. They would spend father's day together. It was a, a beautiful family we had. Yeah, that's incredible. And the fact that you're, you seem like such a good mother now and are able to support your kids in many different ways. Like, I think that's really incredible. And the fact that they carry along his spirit must feel really good. So it is. Yeah. They've had miracles from him, you know, after he passed, he's definitely, uh, his energy and his spirit has definitely come back to, um, not haunt us, but to, to visit us. And oh, so good. it's fun. Like I see little things he does and I'm like, Oh boy, that's him. Yeah. You know, so it's very, it's great. I love when I'm, sometimes I'll talk to him. I'm like, come back here, come talk to me. <laughs> oh my I have God. to tell you, so I have one more thing to tell you. Cause I always say yeah. that I have one more thing to say. He's like, there's never just one more thing. It's, you know. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that gave me chills. Like I, I think I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe there's something up there. And like, it's funny because I, I lost my grandparents at a younger age, all of them. So, um, I do see them in my life. Like I, I, my grandfather loved birds and I feel like every time I see a Robin, it's him or something. And, oh, that's and like so nice. at my graduation, my graduation speech was a lot about my grandmother and there was a lot of red around and her favorite color was red. So I feel like there are like things in our lives. That there's, we... there's energy and spirit. Yeah. I don't, they're not, I don't think they're ghosts. I think yeah. they're spirits <laughs> and they definitely come and visit. If you're open to it and want to see it, they're there. Yeah, for sure. But a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a coincidence. And I don't believe in coincidences. No. Yeah, I, same. <laughs> I think that's so powerful though. And what do you do for yourself daily to kind of put yourself in a positive mindset other than being grateful? Like what's a daily ritual that you go through? Oh, well, I go, I work out every day. I, you know, I go to, I go to yoga or I go to Pilates or I go on a hike. Um, you know, I take impeccable care of like, I take a lot of supplements. I drink green juice. I eat really well. Um, I drink an insane amount of water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't drink much alcohol. Um, you know, I try to be really, I try to, I, you know, I like to read. I, I try to get a lot of sleep. I think sleep is incredibly important. Oh, same. We're the same person yeah. then. <laughs> When's your birthday? Oh, January 13th. I'm February 13th. <gasps> oh my gosh. So are you an Aquarius? Oh my gosh. Okay. You know, what's so funny. All of my best friends are Aquariuses. Like I have like five of them. So now I have six. <laughs> now you have six. But, uh, yeah, no, it's crazy though. But I don't know about star signs that much, but I think it's funny because those two signs are super compatible and we just feel like we connect and we're similar, but not too similar. So we work. It's kind of interesting, but it's funny. Yeah. Because like, I, we're, I'm an air sign and you're like an earth sign, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good balance. They, yeah. 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 And my adoption day is on February 13th, but I'll remember that for now on. Stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. You and I are connected. Yeah. That's where, so did, where, did, where, where did, where were you adopted in what city? Do you know? Yeah. I was adopted from China at 13 months old, um, from Jiangxi province it's like southern China and then my parents and I went back six years later to adopt my sister we're not blood related but we're sisters uh, to adopt her from the neighboring province so yeah did you do you, do you know anything about your parents your no, birth I parents? don't know anything and that's funny because I feel like I had such a positive adoption experience 
I've had people that I know go back and retrace their steps and all of that, but I don't feel the need to because I'm so all about, I'm so grateful for where I'm at and the opportunities I've had in the US and my parents and my like loving family and everything that I don't feel the need to go backwards because then I feel like I'd just be sad or stress out even more. I feel like I'm here for a reason. Like you said, yeah. nothing's a cool It would be today. interesting to know if your parents, like just like what their story was yeah, or, if, if, or if you had any other biological siblings. I a hundred percent feel like I do have a couple other siblings or maybe one. Have you done the 23 and me? I really want to, but I also don't want to, I'm weird. Like, cause I'm a health freak kind of like you. And I love yeah. like taking care of my body. I'm like really self-aware about a lot of things, but I feel like if I took that and they're like, oh, you're perceptible to this type of cancer. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I don't. Oh no, no. So I don't do that part. Okay. I'm, okay. No, no. I just like, I just see that I have a ton of different relatives. You don't oh. have to look at that part. You can just see yeah. if it would be interesting to see if, you know, if there's any, you know, relations. I don't know. I, know. I, would, I would encourage you to do that, but yeah, you know, no. of course that's a personal thing. Yeah. I've definitely thought of it a hundred percent. I'll probably do it one day. Cause I'd love to know. I, I haven't looked I'm at any of the stuff trying. about the health that I'm, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting. And it's funny too, because I see biological families obviously everywhere. And um, it's just interesting to me, like, oh, the son looks so much like the mom and the son and the other son looks so much like the dad. And I wonder like what my parents look like because yes. like for yeah, like, do you look like your mom or do you look like your yeah. dad? And yeah. I'm sure there's like traits of your bio or your birth parents that you have that you don't even know are well, do you ever see anything in you that's so different than your adoptive parents that you think um, like, God, I'm so different? You know, what's so funny now. Like, I feel like it's a weird, like science experiment. The fact that I was adopted, because I feel like I've learned so much that a lot of, um, how, what I am today is environmental. Like, I feel like a lot of it is environmental because I have a lot of traits of my dad and my mom. Like I said, I'm really like my mom. Even my handwriting is very similar to my mom. I was adopted and brought halfway across the world. And my dad and I both have flat feet and the same right knee issue. Like that's so wild. I love that. You know, what's so interesting though, they say like, you're, I mean, and I believe this, like God, like you were meant to be with those parents. It, uh -huh. it doesn't matter how you got there. They were supposed to be your parents. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. and, and your biological parents, you know, brought you in, but your, your parents are, were always supposed to be your parents. Yeah. So. Yeah. But no, it's, it's, it's so interesting. Cause I've heard other in, like, I know some other families that have had um, issues with adoption that like their parents, the, the biological parents had drug issues and yeah. the, adoptive parents didn't at all. And then what, you know, this one particular child got it heavily into, it like kind of followed in the uh, genetic way of, of, of what he came from when there was nothing in his environment that was. So I think it could go either way. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Cause if you're prone to say depression or alcoholism or drug addiction, like it, right. sure it would happen, it would have happened by now, but I just think I'm um, it's a little bit of both, like you said, but I really truly believe it's a lot of environmental. Yeah. That's so cool. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but that's what I think. And it's so funny to know that you're born in February. It makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But um, yeah, I just think your story is amazing. And we've talked a lot Thank about you. your family, which is I'm sure your whole life, but you're also an amazing businesswoman and have your own company, your celebrity makeup artist, CEO, and all this amazing stuff. So I want to get into that. Can you tell us about your journey with Pretty Girl Makeup and your position as CEO of the company? 
Well, I started my company. Well, I was a makeup artist and I was oh, as a mom and drinking water all the time. I just was <laughs> constantly trying to find a lip gloss that would stay on. And I just thought, you know, I can't find one. I'll, I'll, I can't be that hard. So I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll do it in my spare time. And so anyway, okay. I, I met with a chemist that, that works in the beauty industry and we, I wanted it to be, you know, natural, um, you know, good for your skin and anti-aging. And so I, I formulated, it took a lot longer than I thought. Um, <laughs> it took all, like over a year wow. to get the right formulation and then formulate the colors. And, you know, I, and I was like, used all my girlfriends as guinea pigs, you know, cause they're all shades of the rainbow. Yep. And so then I, you know, I, I thought of funny names I wanted to call it and in different products. And so I started that and then I got a publicist and then I got agents and um, it's kind of interesting, like days I'm not being, you know, a makeup artist, I'm, I'm working on my company. And then over COVID, I got a new business partner, Jordan Hall, who's amazing. And mm -hmm. so he and I, we are working on, you know, our, we have investors coming in and that we're expanding our line. We're going to come up with hair care, skin care, and expand the makeup line. So we're very excited about that. And it's, it's, you know, you're not handed a CEO book. I didn't even know when I started my company, I was a CEO. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yes, I am. So but great. it's, 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 um, you know, it's taught you a lot. It's funny. I have this uh, client who's one of my really dear friends, Tyler Florence. He's a celebrity chef. Wow. And um, I actually just did a, a shoot with him last week, but I remember a few years ago, he said to me, How, how's your company going? And I just said, oh my God, it's like so much more money, so much more time, you know, everything. And he said, if we knew how much money, how much time, how much effort, how much everything you know, went into this, no one would do anything. So it's actually a <laughs> blessing not to know, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, you, and you, and I've told my kids this, they said, look, do what you love, figure and figure out how to get paid. Yeah. So, you know, my one daughter is very into fashion and she created her line and Rose is an incredible writer. So, I mean, because, you know, if you have to work, I mean, we are blessed to work, you get to work, yeah. but if, if you love what you're doing, you don't mind it so much. And then if you're putting all this effort in, it's going to be, you're going to be successful at it because you love it and you put time in. But if you don't like what you do, I mean, that makes no sense to me. Why yeah. people that hate their job, why they make no change. They just want to be miserable and complain is I don't even want to be around that. Yeah. No, if you're I, not happy. Make a change. <laughs> I am not the same person. I right. Agree. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. So I, I think it's important to, you know, I love doing the photo shoots. It's so fun. I love working with the team. I like creating, you know, beautiful things. Um, you know, I get to work with incredible, I've met so many incredible people, you know, fashion designers, you know, athletes, celebrities. It's been so much, you know, I did a TV show with Isaiah Washington. I've worked yeah. obviously with Tyler, Bobby Flay, Food Network, Fox. I mean, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. And I, you know, it's, such a blessing. It's wow. so fun. And then I also love doing, you know, I'm one of the few makeup artists that I like to do weddings. I enjoy, you know, I'll, I'll do a wedding every now and again, because I love, you know, I, I fall in love with my bride and how fun, like we do a trial, like, and you know, six months or a year later, I'm, I'm with them on their special day and Aww. making them look like the best version of themselves. So I really enjoy that as well. That's great. So I have two questions. So the first one, if someone's listening and they truly don't love what they do, what is a piece of advice that you could give them if they're stuck in a rut? I would have them really sit down and write down a few things that they love doing mm -hmm. and, and forget about money. 
like, what do you love doing? Do you love flowers? Do you love children? Like, what is it that you would do for free? Yeah. Okay. And I've told my kids that figure it out. And then you need to figure out how to get paid well. And that's what I've done with my life. I've figured out I'm, I'm, you know, being a makeup artist, I love it. I've figured out, you know, how to make a lot of money. And, and I think if you do it, even if you're, you may not start out making a ton of money. I mean, I worked a ton of jobs for free or very little for a long time to get experience and to be like, to, you know, tone, you know, hone my craft to become a really good makeup artist. It took it, you know, they say it's 10,000 hours, right? Yeah. Become good at something and not believe me, I've probably done 50,000. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm always trying to improve on being a good makeup artist and changing and, you know, getting better at things. So I, I, I think if you enjoy it, figure out, you know, try some different things, you know, maybe do something part-time after work, like a couple of hours a day, you know, and, and then, you know, and then start, segueing it, maybe cut back less on your full-time job and then, and make that be your full-time. So, I mean, there's different ways, but don't, you know, to me, giving up and not trying, it's like, how do you stop? Like you're not living life. Try, do something, you know? A hundred percent. And then my second thing, you kind of got into it. Obviously you didn't start out at Gucci and with the celebrities. No. Can you tell me about like how you got there? What were your steps and kind of your formula to make it all happen? So I, I started, you know, working on friends and family and then, you know, uh, some, someone said, oh, I started doing some weddings and then I worked, you know, a photographer saw my work and thought it was good. So then I did a couple photo shoots. It just kind of started. And, you know, as a makeup artist, you, you know, I do, a lot, I do testing still. Sometimes I will go work with a photographer and a model or someone and a stylist, and we will just get to be we can do something creative that, you know, when I go work for a big company, I'm pretty limited as to what I can do creatively. Right. Right. You know, they have a direction and you have to respect it and do it. Um, So, you know, it's fun to do testing. Sometimes I've had tests. I my one of my best friends is, uh, she was a ballerina. Now she's a pop singer named Empress. And a couple of our tests have turned into magazine covers. So you just never know, but it's, it, it, I need that creative outlet to, uh, you know, paint a face and, 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 Mm -hmm. or do hair a certain way for, you know, I, I, I'm an artist. I need, I need that. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of reminds me of like, well, it's like you with your decorating. Yeah. I was just going to say like interior design, we have those huge corporate clients and stuff that they have a direction. So you can only work in, you have, you're limited to what you can do. Right. And they have ample budgets, but they have a brand and then they need to stick to and reasons why they're doing whatever they're doing. But then you have the smaller clients or the more creative clients and you get to kind of use your skill. So it's kind of a great balance to have. And I love how you said you used to do design for free and like really start that way because I did too for design. Um, because you just kind of got to hustle at the beginning <laughs> until you it happens. But it also gives me Sometimes I will work on projects like I have this one friend who's a photographer, he's a filmmaker, and he'll come to me with like some, we've done some short films, I've done some shoots with him, we did a documentary with a boxer in LA for two days, and I didn't get paid, but it was such a satisfying 
project to work on that I was thrilled to work on it. And uh, I worked with Jalen Brown. He's a basketball player in the NBA with the Celtics. And before yeah, yeah. he got drafted, like two weeks before, he was a student at Cal Berkeley and we did a shoot. I had no idea he was going to be this famous basketball player, but we yeah. did these this gorgeous photo shoot with this cool light and he's in the air, like right by the hoop with the ball in the air. I mean, it was like so cool. So, I mean, I will take on projects even if I don't get paid because I like the photo- I, I like the concept. I like I, I want to work with these people, and it, it satisfies me, you know, emotionally and you know, yeah. cre- creatively. A hundred percent. And that's funny you say Celtics. I'm from Boston, so oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so you exactly. know who he is. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, that's amazing, and I love your story of how you started and where you're at. And I just think life can take you so many different places but I think kind of a common theme of people who love what they do and success and all that is that you put yourself out there and networking is huge too oh it's so important you never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to work with um I I just think it's you just have you you know I I think if I would look back to my 20 not to worry you know what I mean? I remember I would worry a lot when I was younger and, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then I learned like worrying is the biggest waste of time ever. You're worrying about possibly something maybe happening and then it doesn't. So what was the point of torturing yourself with the worry? Yeah. So just, I, what I try to do now is focus on the outcome that I want to have happen. And that's what I focus on. That's what I think about this, this, and the, the way I want it to be. And then that way I'm focusing on the universe. You're going to get whatever you're going to get one or the other, right? Right. But you're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get what you focus on. So if you're focusing all this doom and gloom and negativity, that is what the universe thinks you want to have happen. So it's a waste of time. So I would, that would be my gift to you. Don't, don't worry about just, just know everything's always going to be okay. Even when things aren't okay, sometimes things happen. You think, oh, it's happening to me. It's actually happening for you, but Mm -hmm. you don't really know that. But you I have really to have like faith. That. You have to know that you just, it's, everything's going to turn out okay. And it always is. Right. 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 Totally. And I'm in my twenties and I think that's really great advice to not worry about the future, especially when all these pressures of media adults and just like what is expected of you, I think um, puts a lot of pressure on young people to do like crazy things like the white picket fence and all that right away but it's like for me like I'm so focused on my career and I'm just have to remember like to stop worrying about the future even though I'm so future driven but that's really great advice it is and just you know um, my healer Diane taught me this she goes you know what the present is do you know a gift (laughs) and I just learned that like two weeks ago I'm like I love that I love that is a gift yeah and you know we also have to just not be so hard, be so hard on ourselves. Like mm-hmm. my, a friend of mine told me once, you would never treat anybody as to be as hard as you are on yourself. Yeah. I would never be as hard on anyone on the planet as I am on myself. So <laughs> I really learned to be a like kinder to myself. Yeah, for sure. You That's know, really that, that, right. We're just too harsh on ourselves. We would never do, you would never treat me that way or your friend, no one. Right. Yeah. And so why would we do that to ourselves? Yeah. You mentioned your healer. Can you t- tell us a little bit about oh, that? Yes. Yeah, so I have, well, uh, Diane is my energy healer. She's in Canada. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's a registered RN, but she 
we FaceTime and she kind of goes into your subconscious and clears away energies from past generations Hmm. that we, you know, if you think about it, you have your genetics, right? So whatever you get from your family, you also get all their stuff, right? (laughs) You don't even know, like we get all these traits from our, from our, you know, ancestors. So she clears the stuff that's not healthy and good. So she helps a lot. It's amazing what she can do. I've had pain in my body that I thought like, oh my God, it's never going to go away. I, I went to doctors, took pills. And she's like, I, I, I just told her, oh, I've got this awful pain. I wonder what to do. And she goes, well, let me look into it. And it was like some entity. And like, she got rid of it in an hour. And I couldn't, for months, I was like putting ice and taking all these, you know, pills to like make the pain go away. And it was some weird thing. I know people aren't going to believe that, but it's crazy. It's like, she can um, just clear away these energies that we attach to ourselves and huh. it just makes life much easier and better. Over FaceTime? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's pretty powerful. I love yeah. that. I yeah. love she'll that. know like, well, we'll be faced like, like how you and I are right now. And she'll be like, oh, you're, why'd you eat all those mushrooms? I'm like, how did you know? I made mushroom soup last night. Like, how do you, like, she goes, well, I'm in your subconscious. Like she knows it's like so hard to believe, but she's amazing. I love that. I have referred her probably a hundred people and they've, she's, she's amazing. Does she have Instagram or anything? She does not do that. Okay. She doesn't do social media, but I'll be happy to give you her information. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, that sounds great. No, but I love that because I'm all about kind of the alternative ways to heal. And I I mean, I trust Western medicine, obviously I got vaccinated and all that, but I think that it's amazing. Like what energies can do for people. Like I was just reading thinking grow rich. I listened to it as a seven-year-old with my dad, but I'm now you are so funny. <laughs> I'm now finally reading it as an adult. And it's just like all about energies and auto suggestion and kind of like, like we're all the things we're talking about, but I love how it can truly change your life and heal your arm and talk about your mushrooms and all that. Yeah. <laughs> She'll tell me like, Oh, you've been cleaning with a lot of products. I'm like, how'd you know my housekeeper didn't come this week? I was cleaning the floor. She's like, you've got to stop. I'm like, <laughs> oh she knows God. it's so crazy. The thing she knows. I love that. Oh That's no. She's incredible. amazing. It's yeah, like she's magic. <laughs> he is wow. like magic. Wow. That's great. And I'm sure you have an amazing support system, especially when you were going through these crazy times. Can you talk about those certain people or just kind of that experience of surrounding yourself with really amazing, positive people? Well, I jokingly refer to my girlfriends as my wives because they're not friends. (laughs) They're like, they're my wives. And so I, I'm very blessed that I have these amazing, strong, loving women, um, that have just been there with me when, times really suck and you know their strength and their love has helped me get through these times and it's so great knowing like that I have these people like if something goes wrong like I have someone that I can talk to and and that they're there to support me and help me through this and you know kind of get me back on on track and be positive again because sometimes it's hard I mean I know I sound all happy and great but you know believe me there's times where I'm think the world is not such a great place and it's dark and I'm angry and I'm tired. And so I, I really, that's one thing else I try to do is I try to not get too hungry, get too tired, too stressed. I, mm-hmm. it's important that I work out and eat well and, and get rest. Cause I find that everything seems worse if I'm over tired, over hungry, over, you know what I mean? Same. So I try to keep things in balance. Yeah, for sure. 
Because like in my personal experience too, I mean, I've been traveling. I didn't get enough sleep and I felt like literally drunk. Everything seems like the end of the world, right? Yeah. You're tired, and then you get a good night's sleep so and it's like, negative. oh, nothing's, nothing's. Yeah. And when I don't work out too, like I oh. injured my hip, it's over for everyone around me because I'm just, no, I'm not that awful, but it's just for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, the world is ending, but I need to work I out. Work, I didn't work out today. And I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. but it's like, it's okay. Have a day off. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't supposed to work out or I would have. So yeah, it didn't work out. I'll work yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. That's so great. And where you live, do you live around a lot of your friends? Do you have dogs? Like what keeps you happy on a daily basis? I have a dog right here. Oh my Perfect. gosh. I have what a little dog. He's a little black Shih Tzu. Oh, my grandmother had one of those, but Aww. it was like brown but I love them they're so yeah cute. so I have a shih tzu I live um in the wall right on the water I have a view oh. of water and I love it the ocean love that and, um yeah I hike a lot I you know I I'm very grateful for my life it is really great that's incredible yeah because I feel like the things especially being a designer and being super aware of what's around me I feel like the things um the environment and the people around you truly affect your life oh 100 percent. like I yeah. like I don't like my bed is always made my house is always clean because I'm so visual and I'm sure you're the same like I don't want to be in a room that's messy and cluttered and yucky yeah. like I like things pretty I have flowers all over like yeah. my deck I've got you know urns with like petunias and rosemary like you know I I love candles you know and I like flowers and you know I I you know I like things to be pretty because I yeah. I feel like my life feel it feels better right why wouldn't you want to have a pretty life if you I know right, right? yeah for sure I'm the I same way a pretty messy car like I might keep my car clean like I you know I tell my kids if you sleep in clutter for like 10 or 12 hours you're in bed that's chaos that's going on so you want your room to be clean and orderly and the same car, like whoa I'm getting in in clean clothes why am I going to get in and make a dirty mess I agree I agree and I don't know much about feng shui or anything like that but I I really do feel like space gives you energy and just kind of like directs the way you think so I think it's so interesting <laughs> I have it speaking of uh feng shui I have a guy in LA David Cho and he's amazing but like he does feng shui differently I mean obviously furniture but he does your house. Like, for example, he has me put water fountains. Like I have one in my bedroom, one outside my office, four on my deck. I have like 75 pound weights under a cat, like weights all over. <laughs> and like these tea lights that I like, I have all this stuff I do. Uh -huh. Like it gives optimum, it grounds the house, it, whatever is weak in the house. So it's so interesting. I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, the, all these things I feel like are all part of our lives and lifestyles that really build us up as a person and add positively because I'm all about like people's journeys and learning about your stories and how you overcame your challenges. But also I'm just such a positive person in the sense I want to know like how I can help other people by yeah. telling your, your story and kind of giving them some tips and tricks. So I think it's all so important, even though if on a daily basis, you're like, oh my gosh, that waterfall, like what's it doing there? But it all like really makes an impact on other people's It lives. does. I mean, it brings in money. It brings in energy, brings in work. It brings in mm -hmm. love. It does all the things. So what's the most rewarding part? <laughs> Making people feel like the best versions of themselves. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Someone that, you know, it's not always working with a, a model. Sometimes it's like working with just a normal person that's never put on makeup and doesn't know how, and I can transform them into looking like something they never imagined. Yeah. So that's fun. I love that. 
Yeah. And your makeup looks so good. Great. I always feel like if someone feels good on the inside, they're gonna look better on the outside. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think your makeup looks great. <laughs> so I'm sure you're super talented. <laughs> What'd you say? I hired myself today. Oh, that's great. And I know I love like your whole vibe and your fashion and your what's behind you. Like, I think it's all so amazing. And oh, I think you. your life is emulates everything that we've talked about. And it's important for people listening to remember that we're not always this way. We're not always on level 10. Like sometimes there are days where we feel like we're sad and angry, like you said, but just talking about that and talking it through really helps people who are listening. So I really appreciate it. So where can people find your makeup? Can they buy it somewhere? (laughs) You can go to prettygirlmakeup.com to check out my products. If you want to see my portfolio, you can go to christinaflack.com mm-hmm. and uh, we're on Instagram, uh, pretty girl makeup, P-R-E-T-T-Y-G-I-R-L-M-K-U-P mm-hmm. and um, at Christina Flack makeup on Instagram. So there's two accounts and um, yeah. Oh my thank gosh. You for having- so great. Yeah, no, th- thank you so much for your time. It was so inspiring. Someday I'll have to get up to California because I've always yeah, wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Number. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you for listening in. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. And if that inspired you, I would love if you shared on your social media platforms and tagged me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle on Instagram. Or you can visit my website at www.lilygraceyork.com to see my show notes and leave a review as well. I would love to hear your feedback, so please tell me everything and anything that you learned today. Stay classy, stay bossy, and stay listening.